What do you mean? It's not the same. Girl moves to mountain alpine-like village. Handsome lawyer from the big city ends up there on vacation. He gets snowed in, can't leave anywhere. They kiss under the tree in the town square, and then everything ends happy. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's John McCure. That's right, it's Mercure and Michelle in the morning. I think we ought to rename this bad boy. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, let's get you caught up on some uh, international news that we're going to check in with our guy, Vince Vetrano. Karen Travers is at the White House, a big meeting between President Biden and the leader of China getting ready to take place. Karen, uh, good morning. What do we know about this? Good morning. Yeah, so that meeting will be tomorrow in the San Francisco area. The president's traveling out to San Francisco later today, and the White House is laying out expectations, but also managing expectations for this very robust agenda for the president's meeting with China's president. Yesterday, we had the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, at the White House briefing, and he was pretty careful to not get too far ahead about what the possible outcomes will be for this meeting, just saying that there is a lot, there are a lot of areas where there could be common ground that they could reach, uh, and there are areas where their interests overlap, like a com- com- combating the illicit fentanyl trade. But there are still some areas that there will be sticking points, and that big one, of course, is managing economic competition and a broad competition between the two countries. One of the big issues that the president would like to walk away from this meeting having resolved is restoring military-to-military communications between the two countries. China put those on hold last August after then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. And U.S. officials have made it very clear that they see this as a very critical link and that this is something that the president would like to accomplish during these hours of meetings tomorrow. ABC's Karen Travers at the White House. Karen, thank you very much. Thanks. 613 at WTMJ. Vince Vetrano is on assignment this morning. There is a huge rally scheduled for the mall area in Washington, D.C. Vetrano is at the airport, and he will be there with a group from Milwaukee. Vince, good, uh, good morning. Good morning, John. I'm actually on the plane now. We've boarded. And so if I have to leave quickly, it's because I want folks to be able to hear their security and safety instructions. So what's going on in Washington? What are you a part of? Um, well, I'm going to witness and report on about the local news on this flight. It's a charter to Washington, D.C. There's by between one and 200,000 others from across the country. It's calling it the March Israel. A number of things that they're asking for, first and foremost, it's support for Israel. It's release of the hostages that are still being held by Hamas defeat anti-Semitism. And there's speakers on the National Mall. And uh, so this group is going to be part of this massive demonstration. All right, Vince Vetrano reporting uh, from the airport. He'll be in Washington all day. You can hear his reports here on WTMJ. Fly safe, Vince. We will check back with you when you land in the nation's capital. It's sports with Brandon Snide up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing their last two games, the Bucks returned home on Monday night and behind 35 points from the Greek freak Milwaukee, bouncing back for the 118-109 win over the Chicago Bulls. Here comes the inbound pass. Giannis will get off a three at the horn. Got it! How about them apples? 
The Greek Freak leans back and uncorks a beauty to round out a beauty of a quarter for Milwaukee. Dave Caden on the call right here on WTMJ as Giannis would reach the 30-point mark for the fifth time this season and for the fourth time in his last five games. He was, I mean, he was phenomenal the whole game, and uh, we needed him uh, down the stretch, and he kind of took things in his own hands, and we, we needed someone to make the plays uh, down the stretch. We got a little bit stagnant. You know, we kind of standing and watching. We just got to keep executing. But he was able to, you know what I mean, put his head down and get to the rim and get to the free throw line and that's what you need down the stretch. Historic night also last night at Pfizer Forum. Chris Middleton added 13 points last night, moving him into fifth place on the Bucks' all-time scoring list. With the win, the Bucks improving to 6-4 and four on their season and are back on the road Wednesday night in Toronto. Over to baseball, where the Milwaukee Brewers have their new manager, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, breaking the news late last night that Milwaukee is set to elevate Pat Murphy as the team's 19th manager in franchise history. Murphy has been on the Brewers' bench coach since 2015. It's also expected the organization will name former Milwaukee Brewer infielder Ricky Weeks to fill Murphy's former spot on the staff. On 90 minutes south of Milwaukee, the Cubs, though, they make it official with their hiring of former Brewers skipper Craig Council. Congratulations. Council leaving Milwaukee and agreeing to terms on a five-year contract through the 2028 season. The former skipper met with the media following the introduction to Chicago and was asked if the Brewers could have done anything more to keep him in Milwaukee. I don't know. You know, I, I was having kind of feelings of like, when am I going to do something different? What's the next challenge for a while? And so there's no, I don't think there's a right answer to that and an easy answer to that. We got to this point, you know, a, an incredible opportunity was put in front of me, one that kind of answered a lot of the things that had been running around in my head for a long for, for a little bit and and so the decision was made. The Cubs will visit the Brewers for the first time next season on May 27th. And lastly to the NFL where the Green Bay Packers fell to the Steelers on the road in week 10. That's the bad news. The good news though, Jordan Love arguably had his best game of the season. That's according to his head coach, Matt LaFleur. Well, I thought he was playing comp- with a lot of confidence. I thought he was pretty decisive. Made some big-time throws down the field. You know, he kept fighting and battling and gave us an opportunity right there at the end of the game and obviously came up short. But, uh, you know, I-, I just see a guy that continues to grow and develop and learn and, you know, takes the coaching really well, uh, takes accountability for when we're not playing at the level that we'd like to play at and is is a great example for all these guys. The Packers will hit the practice field for the first time this week tomorrow in Green Bay with the L.A. Chargers on the horizon for Sunday afternoon. You look good this early in the morning. Well, thank you. you do this I think this, you do, too. You do this this early every single morning? Uh, every every morning. Monday through Friday. I love it. Every Yeah, but you look like you love it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it makes me happy that the Bucks won. We needed yeah, that, a win last night. Yeah, it's night. been a little bumpy. It's been a little bumpy, but they're going to be okay. positive news in Milwaukee. Yeah. Pat Murphy's the next manager. Yeah. Mm. I Yeah, that that's all right. Ricky Week's going to get an opportunity. Yeah. It still stings a little bit, though, seeing Council in those pinstripes. Hurt. Not digging that. It is 619 at WTMJ. Up next, we're all starting to shop for Christmas gifts. What about experiences for your kids? Kelly Herbst with us straight ahead. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Oh. Christmas shopping has begun. Callie Herbst is the founder and editor-in-chief at Milwaukee with Kids, and she's with us this morning with some cool experience gift ideas. Kelly, good morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, 
experiences can sort of take the place of some of the overwhelm of all the things, you know? I mean, there's lots of things and it's fun, but local experiences can be really great too. I think you're right, and you're teaming up with local partners for stuff that kids will love. Let's start with uh, passes to Bug and Goose. What is Bug and Goose? Oh, okay. Bug and Goose is a play cafe. They have a couple of um, locations in Elm Grove and Delafield. But there are a lot of local play cafes, and they'll offer, like, play passes throughout the year. So this is great for families with, like, little kids where during the year, you know, when it's snowy and they just need to get their energy out. They can go to these play cafes, and there's other families there. They can enjoy a coffee and bakery, and the kids play in the area. So it's, there's a lot of them. Yeah, we have Bug and Goose on our list and also Little Sprouts, which is in, like, the northern. They have locations in Shorewood and Mequon. So love the stuff for little kids. Um, my kids are entering the kind of tween phase right now. What are some of your favorites for that age group that can be a little picky? Yes. Okay, well, I think, like, I, I like to think about family experiences that you could do. So is there a vacation that you've been wanting to do lately? I know a lot of um, water parks, like in the Dells or even nearby here, like at the Ingleside Hotel, they'll do specials around this time of year. So it could be fun to do a staycation as a family. Um, I think Wilderness Resort has a special running. And so that's kind of something that I think would please everybody um, because not only are there water parks at these places, but there's also like arcades and, you know, amusement parks inside. And it's kind of good for all year round. Kelly Hurst is with us, founder and editor-in-chief at Milwaukee with Kids. When my kids were younger, and they're much older than yours and Michelle's kids, memberships to places was something we always did, whether it's the zoo or the museum. Gift memberships to places like that can be a pretty cool gift, huh? I mean, I love the idea of giving memberships as gifts. My mom gives us a zoo pass every year, and we use, I mean, it's it's just one of those things you don't have to think about. It pays for itself after a few times of going. So if you know that your kids love Discovery World, or if you know that they love the museum, um, just, it's a great it's also a great grandparent gift, like I mentioned. Like, get the family a pass because then all year long they can go to the place for free. They don't have to pay. And they also get invited to, like, special events throughout the year. One thing that's cool about a membership at Discovery World specifically is then you get all these um, reciprocal memberships at museums across the country as well. So definitely dive into some of the local memberships because they have benefits that last all year long and they're really cool. I love the idea of it's not the most fun gift for a kid, but investing in their education. Maybe that's a better gift for the parents. How's <laughs> well, the way you can I do say, that? Yeah, well, I mean, when I say classes and lessons, there's a that's there's a section there on our on our gift guide. But um, like think think like music lessons or you know taekwondo lessons or whatever the kid is into. So this is another good gift for like relatives to give kids, I think, um, or to give the parents even. So if you know that they're really into Taekwondo, gift them, you know, some new equipment and, you know, lessons for the year. Or like Wisconsin Conservatory of Music, we've done music lessons there before. Um, They do all kinds of instrument lessons throughout the year and, you know, vocal lessons. So, yeah, I think that's another way to think about um, a gift at this time of year. Fun ideas that focus on the experience. You can check it out at mkewithkids.com. Kelly Herbst is the founder and editor-in-chief at Milwaukee with Kids. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.
I'm already hearing the holiday music in the in the stores everywhere I go already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard it on the car the other day, flipping through the stations. It's here. Yeah, totally. Uh, how would you like John to get paid to watch holiday movies? How much am I talking? How much am I going to get paid? All right. So I could cable, be interested. CableTV.com is looking for its next chief of cheer. Oh, that sounds like a fun title. It is a fun title. So this is your job. Watch 25 holiday movies in 25 days. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot of holiday movies. One a day. $2,500. So 25 is okay. the big theme here. So 25 okay. days, 25 movies, $2,500. And you... You get a lot of perks with this, actually. You get Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon Prime, Max, Apple TV+, and Hallmark Movies Now well, to so you help get... you accomplish okay. your job. So you get all the tools to be able to do your job. Now, So for free, you get those streaming services as right, part of this deal. Right. And the job is to watch these movies, but you also have to rank in three different categories. Nostalgia, heartwarming storytelling, oh. and holiday cheer. That's nice. So then you fill out the survey and you send it back to them and they will use the research for whatever people use the research for. <laughs> sure. Really important research. <laughs> it sounds like a, where can I read that research paper? Are you a Hallmark girl? You know, I sort of. I mean, I, I like to have it on when I'm like wrapping presents or something. Yep. Um, during COVID, when we were all at home, I definitely was guilty of taping, you know, recording some movies and actually sitting down and watching them. But now it's like you just turn it on and you know what the plot is. The plot is the same for every single movie. <laughs> you can turn any of those on at any time and be all caught up. What do you mean? It's not the same. Girl moves to mountain alpine-like village. Handsome lawyer from the big city ends up there on vacation. He gets snowed in, can't leave anywhere. They kiss under the tree in the town square, and then everything ends happy. One of them hates Christmas, and then just, you know they, exactly. they experience a whole transformation. You don't. I end up thinking about all the time when Michelle watches these, and it's on in the background a lot. That they filmed these like in July. Yeah. I just find myself thinking, okay, I'm December watching this. They probably filmed this six months ago. Mm-hmm. So would you apply? Are you interested in Chief Cheer Officer? You know, if I had the time, I totally would. The only other requirement is a deep love for holiday movies. A song in your heart. Michelle, this is you. (laughs) And the willpower to marathon 25 movies in 25 days. How many days would it take until you were like, I'm done, I'm out? I don't know. That's a lot. 25 days in a row? If you commit, though, you commit. Yeah, you're in. you got to do it. So uh, applications are being taken now for Chief of Cheer. It is 6.39 on WTMJ. And so happy Christmas. Lori Nichol joins us coming up here in less than 10 minutes. But first, it's Winter Weather Preparedness Week, and we all know Wisconsin winters pose a challenge to everyone driving in our great state, from the cold weather to the treacherous driving conditions. But don't worry, we all know how to drive in this, Right. Do we, though? We've all seen it, especially in the beginning of the season. Spin-outs, fishtails, and spinning tires. Wisconsinites are pretty proud of being able to drive in sloppy weather, but from what I see, anecdotally at least, that is not the case. Some of the things that probably irk me a little bit is people just uh, being a little selfish in the wintertime and not really thinking about others or all of the various safety workers that are out there on the roads. Road America winter driving instructor John Everts says it's hard to switch gears, especially with such a long, warm autumn. Uh, It does take a little bit of a transition from the summer months and the fall months into the winter months, and we encourage people to be aware 
aware of that um, and also drive a little bit more carefully uh, if there's different road conditions, unless it's entirely dry. It's hard not to rely on some of the new bells and whistles on our cars. You know, four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive, even traction control in vehicles, creates a overconfidence with drivers. And in reality, four-wheel drive is used for off-road driving, not necessarily snow and ice. Uh, it helps you get out of, you know, sticky situations when you're off the beaten path, but it doesn't allow you any more traction when you're on the roadway. Same as with all-wheel drive vehicles, you do have a few more wheels turning, but if one wheel loses control, it actually slows the spinning of that wheel and increases the spinning of the other wheels, so you can lose control just as easily. Just remember, four-wheel drive means just that. It doesn't necessarily mean four wheels stop. And that's the kicker, isn't it? It's almost more important to know how to stop in this weather than to maneuver. And also recognize what to do when you lose control. Uh, ease off the gas. Don't slam on the brakes because most cars have ABS brakes. And ABS brakes uh, essentially pump the brakes quickly so that way the brakes don't lock up. Try to keep the steering wheel as straight as possible. Don't overcorrect. And hopefully the vehicle will ride itself and uh, you'll be able to get out of that skid and get into a little bit more control easily. And as an added reminder, Governor Evers has declared this week, November 13th through the 17th, as Winter Weather Awareness Week. Did you know that according to preliminary data from the DOT, 41 people were killed and over 3,500 were injured in the state in 2022 from crashes involving winter road conditions? It comes down to staying in control. Keep your speeds down on the worst of conditions, extend your braking distance, and let's give everyone a little break, at least until we get used to the conditions. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Good advice, Deb. Thank you. Up next, Craig Council is now the manager of the Cubs, and the Brewers could have a new skipper pretty soon. It is 646 at WTMJ. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks bounce back for the 118-109 win Monday night over the Chicago Bulls. Giannis leading the charge with 35 points, and with the victory, the Bucks improving to 6-4 and four on their season. Week 10 of the NFL season concluded on Monday night with the Denver Broncos kicking the last second game-winning field goal to knock off the Buffalo Bills by a final score of 24-22. According to Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic, bench coach Pat Murphy is set to become the next manager in Milwaukee. Murphy has served as the right-hand man for Craig Council in Milwaukee since 2015. And lastly, college hoops back in action tonight throughout the state. The number four team in the country, the Marquette Golden Eagles, will pay a visit to the number 25-ranked team in the country, the Illinois Tip-off time is set for 7 p.m. And the Wisconsin Badgers also back to work tonight. They will travel out to Providence for a 5 p.m. tip-off. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The new era of Brewers baseball can officially get started after Milwaukee has reportedly elevated bench coach Pat Murphy to lead the club in 2024. I'll be honest here, after seeing the news alert pop up on my phone late last night, it was probably the most unsurprising news that has occurred over the last week or so regarding our Brewers. Looking at the surface of the hiring of Murphy, it was the safest bet for an organization that refuses to make any splashes. And after the offseason they just had, I guess I can understand it. You want continuity, you want a trusted voice, and you want steady leadership during a time that was unimaginable just weeks ago. But with all of that being said, looking at everything I just laid out to you, I was not a fan of the hire. And let me be very clear, I am a fan of the person 
that Pat Murphy is. I think he is an excellent coach and someone that this team obviously trusts, but I feel like the Brewers here had an opportunity to get a brand new voice, a brand new leader, a fresh perspective, and bring a brand new brand of baseball to a team that is trying to rid itself of its former skipper. Murphy, who is in his mid-60s, to me, feels like a stopgap type of hire. And one, really, that ultimately feels like he had to be done in order to keep him out of joining Craig Council in Chicago. At the end of the day, we as Brewers fans obviously all want the same thing. But for a team that is clearly getting set to build for the future, I thought this hire was a step in the wrong direction. Yesterday, Craig Council introduces the new skipper of the Chicago Cubs down the interstate and reporting overnight that Pat Murphy... Council's longtime bench coach is set to become the next manager of the Brewers, Lori Nickel. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is with us this morning. Lori, good morning. Morning, John. Morning, everyone. Hey, are we over yet the fact that it Council's with the Cubs? I, I felt like we were getting there, and then to see him in those pinstripes yesterday, that was less than pleasant. Was it? Yeah, I thought he had a really good press conference, and I thought he was revealing in some ways with some of the things that he said, but I don't get any sense that the fan base is um, going to get over this ever. I do compare it a lot to the Brett Favre situation in 2008. To me, that was the ultimate uh, disaster, (laughs) if you will. But no, I don't know that anybody's getting over this. Yeah, it seems like you're right. And it's because he went to the Cubs, right? And I want to ask you, so the news overnight was at Pat Murphy, confidant of Craig Council, longtime bench coach for council, been here for eight years, is apparently going to be the guy. And, Lori, to me, this seems like a really, really safe pick. It does. It really seems safe, especially when you measure it against some of the things that council said during his press conference. You know, he said two things that really stood out to me. He said, I'm here because you have to challenge yourself to get to the next place. So council obviously felt like he needed to go somewhere else to get that, meet that challenge, and it sounds like to win the championship is the ultimate goal. And then Council also said uh, this, momentum is happening here, and it feels close. And he said that in Chicago. So I, he said, Council said he was really uncomfortable with that, and it was a little bit scary. Those are all huge, epic, major challenges to take on, whereas what's happening in Milwaukee does seem conservative and safe and kind of like the 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 careful approach. And, Laura, you just hit on something which I think has made it difficult for Brewers fans, and that is that Council basically came out and said, look, I don't think the Brewers have the resources right now to win. I'm going someplace that has momentum, someplace that has resources, someplace that's ready to win right now. That's hard to stomach when you're the smallest market in Major League Baseball and you're just trying to grind it out every year. Right, and he also said many times that he appreciated that the Chicago Cubs had a lot of faith in him and faith in his decision-making, and it seems like he was pretty intrigued with how aggressively they went after Council. You know, the Brewers fans are kind of, you know, they're wondering about some of those comments that Craig made yesterday, but if you really kind of break it down and dice it up and look at what Council said to me, Craig is just, you know, he's appreciated down in Chicago. He's going to be given a chance. He's going to be given a lot of opportunities, and it sounds like resources, and it sounds like, you know, there's no rebuild or anything like that. So 
you know, Milwaukee, that's something to consider and to face. And I don't, I don't know what kind of changes are coming up next in Milwaukee, but, but what's happening in Chicago is really intriguing. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Lori Nickel. Always great when we can catch up. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. Take care. I'm just going to be watching that Amtrak. I can just see counsel on the Hiawatha, right? He's in Chicago. they got a day game. He hops on the Hiawatha, comes up to Milwaukee, hangs out with his family, has some dinner, hops back on the Hiawatha, heads to the apartment down in Chicago. It is pretty close. A lot of day games, too, there. Yeah, exactly. So it works out. It's going to work out well for him. Maybe not so much for us. He can afford it. Yeah, he can.